Ohio State is plugging in McCord. Welcome back to the Woody Hayes oh, Athletic Center. Ohio State has <laughs> named a starting quarterback. It is Kyle McCord. He will not be the only quarterback who plays on Saturday for the Buckeyes against Indiana. Let's get into it right now on some snap judgments. That's Bill Landis and Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. Uh, Bill, were you surprised at the announcement? Uh, I was maybe surprised that there was an announcement. I'm not. I'm not surprised on the decision. I think Ryan Day all but telegraphed this last week, right? I, I suppose there was an opening for him to name the other guy, the name Devin Brown to start and say Kyle McCord was going to play. I have figured since he opened the door on the two quarterback thing that it was going to be Kyle who started and Devin was going to play. And now it's just a matter of okay, what's that look like? How's that work? How much is Devin going to play? Is it going to be first quarter? Or is it going to be the fourth quarter when the game is presumably out of hand? Um, I don't know the answer to that, but. That's the next thing to kind of check off. We'll at least know they're both going to try to play on Saturday. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen or heard some sense of what that rotation is going to be. But I guess from a quarterback standpoint, Ryan Day being a quarterback himself, like you don't want to go into it thinking, I only have three series before I get to come out of the game or before I go into the game because it will change the way you approach things. Now, I do hope sincerely that both guys get meaningful reps in the first half. Um, but how that plays out, I don't know. It's exactly what we talked about on Monday night in the season preview. We all expect Kyle McCord to be the starter for game one at Indiana, and then all bets are off. Then you let them go out there, you run them out against opponents, you run them out where people are actually trying to hit them, you put them out there with the first-team offensive line, with the first-team receivers, and then you get a true sense of who is what in this competition. And I don't think that we should dismiss that it's important that Ryan Day talked repeatedly today about Kyle McCord's consistency in the last two weeks and the things he's done to put himself in this position because I don't think, I'm, I'm, I know I'm sprinting through this, but I don't think that he would have been putting Kyle McCord out there just because. So clearly the, the gap or the, the separation between them hasn't been um, great, but I think that if Devin Brown was the guy who was more consistent in the last two weeks, Devin Brown would be the guy going out there first on Saturday. Now, that's not to say Devin hasn't had his moments throughout the fall where he was better, but I think it's important to understand that Ryan Day gets paid $10 million a year to win football games, and he's not putting out a guy out there just because. He's putting the guy out there he thinks can be the, the most reliable choice. And as we mentioned, like you're still going to have a couple of weeks of evaluation, and we'll see how much Devin Brown gets of a level playing field on Saturday against Indiana for them to see both. Again, it's a Big Ten road game. You can't go into this and just that there was a question that was asked to him that was like, wouldn't you like to get him in the first half when it's significant? Like, there's no guarantee that you go on the road and blow Indiana out. Like, Yeah. I mean, it hasn't happened in these games previously. Um, and that point was made to Ryan Day as well. Like, Ohio State has trailed at the half um, in these Big Ten road openers uh, two years ago at Minnesota, a couple years before that at Indiana. Like, they just stumble out of the gates a little bit. Ultimately, they become comfortable wins. The, the Indiana one a little more comfortable than the one in Minnesota. But, yeah, you're right. There's, there's no guarantee. Um I hope they do. Like I, I don't, and I, and I think they will. Like I, I don't, I don't know that they're like going to think that oh we have to be up by three touchdowns in the first half before we can put Devin Brown in. If it is equal, and I know that Ryan Day said there is at least a modicum of separation, which is why Kyle is starting. But he said they're going to get the same game plan. They're going to run the same plays. He wants to see Devin run the offense in similar situations to Kyle. So I really don't know if score should dictate that. If if you think that that's the case, then play them both in the first half. And I think that that's why. You burn use the term rotation. Like it doesn't seem like that's gonna. Yeah. That wouldn't be an apt description of it. At least from what we're hearing from Ryan Day, they even if you intend to play them both, he made it clear you're not just gonna have somebody make one mistake and get pulled. 
Like that quarterbacks have to work through problems. They have to solve them. They have to develop chemistry with an offensive line, with the running back, with the wide receivers, of course. So, you know, that's all part of it. And it wouldn't have behooved him to say, well, it's going to be three and three. And then we'll evaluate that small sample size. Maybe there's a part of his brain that considered that, but I think it's the other part of his experience as a quarterback that's like, that just won't work. Yeah, and as I said, like you, you put that out there, and then all of a sudden the quarterbacks are pressing, and you don't want that to happen. I would be shocked if Ryan Day, in his brain, didn't have a sense of exactly how he I'm wants sure he that does. to go. Yeah. But that's not what we're going to find out until Saturday. Ultimately, the thing that I think is most important is: Are both guys going to go into this next three-week stretch as fired up and as competitive as they've been in the last three weeks? And that's ultimately when we will know if Ryan Day made a mistake or not in the way that he's handled this decision. I personally think that you will see both of those guys compete their butts off and try to be the starter for Notre Dame. I don't think you'll see one of them take a step back and all of a sudden, oh, he's the starter or he's playing when I should be playing or whatever. I think that's why you come to Ohio State if you're a quarterback. And Devin Brown specifically knew when he committed to Ohio State that Tom McCord was here, Quinn Ewers was here, CJ Stroud was here. This is the plan all along. Like, the plan has always been for Cobb McCord to be the starter this year. Devin Brown made it a way closer than anyone thought. And that's a testament to Devin Brown. But nothing has changed in the big picture of how he was told things would go in his career. So for people out there wondering, like, oh, well, does this mean Devin's going to transfer like that? I just don't understand that logic or that that thought process because nothing has been decided. Ryan Day said it over and over. This is not for the season. This this is a season long process. Yeah. So, so someone needs to start. <laughs> Somebody has to be the first. Yeah. Guy. So I don't I don't Ryan Day said throughout camp that he did not draw lines in the sand with these players. And I don't think he's doing that here. I just think someone had to start. He's re, he's picking the more experienced guy who has at least according to him had a fairly steady hand in the last week or so of practice. None of that is surprising to me. I also don't think this is in any way over, yeah. and I'm excited to watch it play out. Jim Knowles said, cool, calm, and collected for, for Kyle McCord. He's a strong arm, not making mistakes. Like I, I don't think that those things get said for no reason. Like they're, they're being put out there. The whole not making mistakes thing was said over and over and over. We all, we all watched Devin Brown in the fall or the spring in, in the multiple practices we got to watch. The, the light, when it goes on, is very, very bright. He is extremely fun to watch but you also know that he's going to take a lot of chances and at some point that maybe that's not what the quarterback play wants now we could be talking in two weeks from now and Kyle McCord not taking enough chances and have the exact same conversation but opposite like well now you need somebody that's willing to go out there and and try something different so I again this is not over but it is at least settled for Saturday I do think that I'm not going to change my tune on it that the opportunity to see both of them in a game and let everyone make their own evaluation and that, not the coaching staff like that may sound silly Ryan Day as you said makes over nine million dollars a year he's trying to win games he did not make this decision for you know just flipping a coin but he also didn't make it on his own what there's a he, he he's the ultimately the decision sure. maker so I he did get input from those three receivers back there that are working on the monarch machine the rest of the coaching staff all that stuff is true but this is not a decision that he just rushed to. Like, oh, well, somebody's got to do it. I mean, I think you do have to have somebody out there. You do have to have some consistency if you're going on the road to play in a Big Ten opponent. And I said that it would be cool for us in the media and the fans and everybody else to see maybe what Ryan Day has seen 
And then there would be some general consensus that that is the right way to move forward. Now, maybe that's just you fool. wishful thinking. <laughs> that definitely would not happen. But okay. I, I do think people will get a sense of, of being able to make up their mind on their own. And whether or not that ends up being right or wrong doesn't really matter. It's still going to be the coach's decision. But we will certainly not be left with all these guessing games. And that's the important thing, I think. Do you guys think, because Ryan Day, at least the way that I read it, he, he sort of couch this as like a week-to-week thing. It wasn't, we're going to do this for Indiana, Youngstown State, and Western Kentucky. But that also could just be like, we're not looking ahead of Indiana, like coach speak and, and not actually true. So like, what what is yours, both of you, your view on how they come out of this week? Like, do you think it's possible that he comes back in next Tuesday and says like, we saw enough, this guy's our starter? I don't think so. I don't think that's possible. I, I would have to say that it is possible. Like, if he goes out, if Kyle... Kyle Lacord, maybe maybe likely is a better question. I don't think yeah. it's likely. Yeah. That yeah. I mean, I would say that the possibility that you have to consider, and I, yes, it could look very rough, as I've said over and over, with a lot of blitzes and three new offensive linemen. It's also within the realm of possibility that you go out there and you're playing against an overmatched opponent, and you're no longer playing Ohio State's defense, and you have Marvin Harrison, Emeka Agbuka, and Julian Fleming, and you lead three touchdown drives. Maybe that changes the calculus, and yeah. then. Within the game, you may not even feel the same incentive to to balance it out. I, I'm only saying that that is a possibility. Berm, Berm's point about the likelihood is that they Devin Brown has earned a chance to play and that you would like to compare maybe if that does happen. Well, could Devin Brown do the same thing to Indiana? And then what does that mean? Youngstown State is a very different animal. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, that's what makes, it, makes it weird. way different. Yeah, it, you it can makes do whatever it, you want to. Apparently, that's they like it. They said they established out at the Geneva Convention. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's weird, like to, to play an FCS team after that because, like Western Kentucky is a pretty good G five team, but their calling card is offense. Like I honestly don't even know how much you learn about the the quarterbacks in that particular game either. Like, and Indiana is not very good, but it is a Power Five road game in, in the conference. Like, in terms of testing these guys, this is as stiff as it's going to get before you play Notre Dame. So I, I don't know really how much you can learn about either one after this week. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's why, I mean, it doesn't make any sense for him to say that's what we're going to skip past this to next Tuesday's press conference and be like, they're both going to play definitely against Youngstown State at this time and this time. Like, yeah. The data points that you're going to get on Saturday are significant. And as you said, probably the most relevant that they will have before going to Notre Dame. Yeah, but it's not apples to apples inside of Saturday's game unless you have a set plan in the first quarter to say Kyle McCord's going to play two, Devin Brown's going to play two. Kyle, like, do you do you want every other play? No, I don't want that. I think that's a terrible idea for the quarterbacks. I think yeah. that's bad for their confidence. I think it's bad for getting into the rhythm of the game. I think it's bad for the offensive line. I think it's bad for the, the play caller. I mean, unless you're just saying these guys are exactly the same, we're going to do everything else the same, which I don't believe is true. Mm-hmm. I think the offense will change if Devin Brown's in there because he does do certain things differently than Kyle McCord. He is a bit more of a free wheeler, and maybe you do more. Uh, you know, rollouts and get him on the edge more and boots, bootlegs and stuff like that. I, 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 unless you play them in the same situations in the game on Saturday, it's not the same. If Devin Brown is playing in the second half and the Buckeyes are up 35 to seven and a half, it's not the same as playing in the first quarter when the crowd is actually into the game and there's, there's something on the line. So I, I, I don't know how you do it. I think we talked about it on Monday night. Like it's almost certainly going to be like three series, three series, three series and go from there until the game gets to crunch time and you have to have someone out there to win it. But I don't know that there's a perfect answer if for it. If this game gets to crunch time. Well, whatever that crunch time is. 
Hmm. That would be uh I think both of these guys can, interesting. Both these quarterbacks should be able to beat Indiana handily by themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least not not by themselves. Well, like Again, 11, baby. With these three guys. Right, with these receivers <laughs> and these running backs. And they should be able to do that without the other guy playing. So the question is, how do you make sure that the, these meaningful data points are like for like? All right. It wouldn't be a Tuesday Snappy J in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center without Marvin Harrison, uh, Julian Fleming, and Emeka Ibuka all healthy and working out behind us. It also wouldn't have been as much fun without some news from Ryan Day. So appreciate you joining us for some Snappy Jays. We have a lot, lot more content coming as Ohio State gets ready for Indiana on Saturday. Heading over to Roosters. That'll be coming up shortly uh, on the podcast channels. Thanks for joining us from uh, Bill and Burham. I'm Austin. Talk to you later.